you just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Is we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? <laughs> hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State! Welcome into the latest episode of that. SEC podcast presented by my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. And it sounds like he's cracking his o- beer open prematurely. What do you do, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, a little, little premature cracking there. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, but I am excited about the news we're about to get to, Mike. Oh, I got to crack open one, too, for this one, Shane, because I was a little worried. We didn't have a ton of stuff. We This is not going to be a long episode. The SEC teleconference was today. We're going to get to some of that. But that was basically all I had till right before we hopped on the damn line here. And the SEC has come through. For Cade Mays, Joey Gatewood, eligible immediately. Great news for those two teams. Now, the unfortunate thing here, Otis Reese at Ole Miss, Jalen Brooks at South Carolina, still not eligible, unfortunately, at this point because they're waiting for the NCAA. So this news that we have here on Wednesday evening is strictly an SEC decision. The presidents voted. They have not revealed, you know, the number of the vote. I guess it's not really important. I don't think you really even want that information out there because then it's like, well, who voted yes, who voted no, and what's their agendas? But none of that matters. What matters is it's passed. Is it is it for a year or is this like indefinitely? Uh, I think for now it's just, just for this year. Okay. But the NCAA is expected. They were supposed to already do it. That's kind of why we've been doing this damn song and dance. They thought it was already going to happen where uh-huh. the NCAA was going to clear everyone to be instantly eligible one time as an undergraduate. Now, just because the NCAA, if they do go ahead with that, doesn't mean the SEC has to. The SEC can override the uh, NCAA when it comes to just its own conference. So, but we'll get to that news when we get there because this, this is just great news, like I said, for Joey Gatewood. Eligible immediately. I expect him to play for Auburn this week against Ole Miss. Cade Mays, I expect him to start for Tennessee. You mean against Kentucky. You said Auburn. Oh, against. Oh, yeah, sorry. Against whatever, man. I'm drinking. I'm excited. <laughs> Cade Mays is going to start for Tennessee. Shane, your thought. Everybody wants to know what the, what the big Tennessee homers got to say. Well, dude, I was on my way home, right? And uh, I started getting some texts. I started getting some tweets. And I'm like, what the hell's going on, Mike? You know, I just, I, I probably need to turn off side because I'm terrible at texting and driving, man. I, I'm So I had to pull over like Papaw. 
And uh, I sat there for like 20 minutes just firing off tweets. (laughs) 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 I was so excited, man. I mean, this is something we've been been harping on, and then we get excited, the NCAA. But uh, I think it's important for Joey Gatewood as well. Uh, I think Kentucky really could have used him last week, but – you know, now that's an extra tool in their bag that they're going to be able to take advantage of, uh, and I think they will. Uh, there's a real shot. I think Terry Wilson may lose his job if he keeps playing like he did last week. You know, and these other guys, I'll say, you know, the the pill's out, and we've seen an appeal go through, obviously. Uh, so if that appeal gets returned then uh, or cleared, then, then these boys are going to get some playing time. So I, I think it's just a – it's great for this year. It's obviously it's great for the Tennessee fans, uh, but that that offensive line just got a little bit a little bit uglier, baby, and I love it. Now, obviously, I think the bigger story has been Cade Mays all off season, just because of uh, you know the lawsuit and uh, staying in the division, and you know going from Georgia to Tennessee, obviously. So that's kind of a big story. But you know, in my mind, the Joey Gatewood news is the biggest one because. Kind of based on what we saw last week. I mean, I hate to throw Terry Wilson under the bus. I'm I'm not trying to do that, but it's just it's his first game in you know over a year, so he's a little rusty. But he just didn't seem to be the the same old Terry. I hope he gets it back here soon, and maybe he will. But if he doesn't, hey, now we got a legitimate option here. Mm-hmm. With you know, he's not. It'd be unfair to to call Joey Gatewood you know the next Lynn Bowden. I mean, there's only one of those guys, right. but. I think if they wanted to do a, something a little similar to that offense where they just ground and pound, but they can add a guy that he really does have a big-time arm. So, I don't know. I think this makes Kentucky once again with that offensive line and now you know a very physical, very fast, very tough quarterback. And help, you know, maybe he, he plays with Terry Wilson, so I mean, they yeah. can rotate these guys in and out. But I don't know. I think this just – this adds a lot of juice to that Kentucky offense that it was missing last week because, like I said, I just didn't see that burst, that acceleration, and sometimes that willingness for Terry Wilson to just take off and, and run with it. So, I mean, are you kind of buying that? That uh, why well, I, I know exci- how excited you are for Cade Mays. That's huge. I mean, yeah. this could be – that could certainly be a huge X factor for Tennessee. They may have the best offensive line in the SEC now, but – is it possible that this Joey Gatewood getting cleared is even bigger overall in the SEC? Well, there's always that potential, man. When I mean, you're talking about the the one person on your team that really can influence everything, uh, right. quarterback. I mean, it's just it's just such a pivotal role, and uh, yeah, I just I, I don't the, what we saw last week with Kentucky. Obviously, Terry's got some rust he's working through. There was a lot of mistakes. But, you know, we can't expect – we can't put that pressure on Joey either because Joey ain't played, you know. So it's not like, okay, we could just hand over the keys and he's going to come in and do this, you know. there's uh, He's still got to try to win that job. And, I'm I mean, we don't know if he will, you know. He, he wasn't able to beat Bo Nix, and that's why he was in Kentucky in the first place. So I, I, I want to pump the brakes just a little bit on Joey. I'm glad he's cleared. I'm glad he has the opportunity but uh, I do think 
what really happened this week was just Terry's leash got that much shorter. I still think this is Terry's job to lose. Uh, you know, he worked out some kinks last week. If he comes out firing this week, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll keep the job, and we may never see Joey. But if he starts playing like he did against Auburn, then yeah, I, I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see him a few times. And one thing about Joey. He is a big-bodied quarterback, and uh, something that Coach is going to talk about here in a minute is that goal line. You know, that would have been a perfect spot for him just to lean forward and get that touchdown. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's funny because once Kate Mays news, like I said, it's kind of been a bigger storyline, no matter how you want to look at it. We got his attorney tweeting about it. We got, you know, Jarrett Garantano tweeting about it. Hell, I saw Tennessee congressman tweeting about it about my god we got him we got him free you know what i mean so i mean this is just uh you know just terrific news for these guys and certainly hope that jalen brooks and otis reese right around the corner they ought to be the ncaa should be damned ashamed of themselves for dragging their feet i mean we're in the season here we can't can't be holding off here you know so let's get these guys eligible as well it's unfortunate that they're not but i certainly think this is a great sign for otis reese should the NCAA give him a waiver? I think he's going to be eligible immediately. The SEC is not going to stand in the way, and they and they shouldn't be. So, um, you know, all around great news here. Yeah, he just – I mean, honestly, he just needs a good lawyer. I mean, how many times have we seen this in the past? You get – you get. Uh, we talked about – you remember a while back, who was it? Was it Fields that went and got that attorney? Mm-hmm. And it was like a week later he's cleared. You right. know, it, it's just – with Tennessee with Cade, as soon as they got that – as soon as they lawyered up, man, you know, the NCAA started coming around. They don't they want to deal with legalities. They don't want to go to court over something like this They, if they could just clear the kid. So uh, I fully expect something like that to happen here in the next week, if it, if not sooner. All right, Shane, so uh, are you ready to get to, uh, I guess, not really around the league, but uh, I got a couple clips here from the SEC Coaches Teleconference. And mm-hmm. uh, as you can kind of tell, I mean, these were – this is like a two and a half hour call every week. And this like 90 seconds of material is the highlight of it. It gives you an indication on how entertaining this thing is. It's not, it's not something to really be used. You know, the quality is kind of poor and it's just not that exciting. So uh, let's kick it over first to Mark Stoops. Uh, he was asked about infamous call there on the goal line against Auburn and what happened. And uh, this was just a really good back and forth he had with uh, a couple of reporters. Did you get an explanation on that on the goal line call? I mean, I I don't know how that works. I guess they have replay officials, but just I guess where does that go after something like that? Mm. Yeah, I did, and uh, got an explanation from the league. And I'm really not I'm not permitted uh, to to reveal what that discussion went like. I don't I don't uh, really want to part with the cash. Uh, if I really vented, I told you what I was thinking about, so I can't really talk about it. Yeah, was, was the explanation from the league basically? Uh, sorry, we messed up. <laughs> Come on, Bob. You know I can't. I can't say what I want to say. Uh, okay, thanks. Yeah. All right, Shane. So I certainly think we can understand this. You know this. Uh, Comment from Stoops. He didn't want to lose any money just by <laughs> coming forth with what he thought about it. Then you'll be fighting me for the rest of my life. Is that what uh, Muschamp said? You know? Exactly. I think he said it best. So no, that this. I mean, if you could have put a microphone in just about every Kentucky 
Wildcats, you know, living room, you would have heard some choice words, I'm sure, as well, because there was a lot of us looking at it like, how did you miss that? So, yeah, uh, I think somebody should should be held accountable for, for that call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. And But it's one of those deals where, you know, they probably called him and said, hey, we screwed up on this one. You were right. But at the end of the day, what good is that? You know, you're not going to – I don't think the SEC is really going to issue a statement on anything like that because what good does it do? It might make Mark Stoops feel better, but yeah. Yeah, he still gets that L not in, in, in the loss column. So – I think that's kind of what he's saying here. He's not allowed to comment on it, that he'll get fined and all that. But, hey, there was an even better kind of segment here. (laughs) Lane Kiffin, he was late to the call. This happens all the time because obviously you can't see the guys. This is just phone. This is not even Zoom technology. This is just old landline trying to get Kiffin on the phone. If you got to listen really carefully to this one. Uh, (laughs) Until the very end, it'll become very, very clear what old Kiffin was doing during this call. I think we have a coach in the line now. Coach, can you hear me? Nope. Okay, stand by. I hear a line open. Uh, Kyle Campbell or Coach Kiffin, is that you? Yep. Hey, Coach, good morning. Thanks for being with us. While we wait on questions, you uh, take a, a minute to comment on your team as you prepare for the Kentucky game? Well, challenge with the, playing a really good team that's very physical and it runs the ball really well and uh, played great defense last year and in the first game and, you know, limit explosive plays. and. <laughs> You know, as a team, so uh, a lot of stake here. Need to play well. All right, Shane. So <laughs> I have been on every one of these calls for five or six years, however long I've been doing this, and I yeah. have never heard a damn toilet flush <laughs> in the middle of one of these things. <laughs> I wish I was on this call, Mike. Uh, uh, hey, Lane, this is uh, Shane from that SEC podcast. Were you just taking a shit? <laughs> acting cool you know he just realized the mic was hot so. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it man i love it hey we're people too man <laughs> <laughs> and, and lane's new to this thing he's he's probably like oh god i gotta i gotta do what now they you know they were trying to track this guy down for for about a minute here they're probably running through his office where's he at where's he at uh, let's let's go check the uh, the John here. Uh, yep, he's in there. <laughs> so <laughs> they they probably had to pass the phone under the stall. You know, oh, it was one wow. of those deals. But uh, yeah, I mean, so that was the highlight of the call. Not even what he said, but what he was doing. But I just thought uh, the listeners would appreciate that little insight there. That's awesome. Hey Shay, well before we move on, let's uh, remind the listeners we're brought to you by my bookie, the online sports book. Head on over to mybookie.ag today. All new customers receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. That means if you're a new customer to mybookie.ag and you put in the promo code THATSEC, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C, they will match your initial deposit up to $1,000 so you could potentially start 
with $2,000 to gamble on, Shane, immediately. And we mm. got this college football firing up. We're going to get into some some picks here. But, man, I'm just fired up that college football is finally here. And the only thing that makes football better, in my opinion, is drinking some beer and betting all these games. So <laughs> head on over to mybookie.ag. Once again, that promo code is that SEC over at mybookie.ag. Thousands of cross sports, wagers, props, parlays, all that. Winning season begins today only at MyBookie with that promo code, that SEC. All right, Shane, so like I said, it was a very, very slow day outside of those waivers, but so I, I had to come up with something. Oh, Mike, I've got something. Oh, yeah, what you got for me? I got the big three. Uh-oh. Cousin Shane, big three. It all deep ball. Metcalf got it. Touchdown, Seattle. Second down and three. Big hole. Edwards Alaire will take it to the end zone. Clock is at one. They do. Off they go. Catches make it the first and a lot more. Julio Jones out in front. He's gonna go all the way. Touchdown. Rose intercepted. It's picked off by Mika Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick is gonna go. Hey, real quick, uh, NFL, man, we're going to talk a little NFL here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't get to do this segment the other day. In fact, we may start doing it this day since this is kind of our slower news day. But uh, we had a fantastic weekend and... One thing I, I did want to uh, bring up, I don't know if you noticed this or if you're fo- if anybody has got a pulser on Twitter have seen that uh, Tennessee, uh, a couple of players and uh, employees, they got, got caught with that COVID. So uh, they ended up suspending activities. Um, so nobody was coming into the facility. And they also did with Minnesota because that's who they played Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they were very quick to respond to this thing. Uh, issued a statement telling you exactly what's going on. There was no questions. There was no guessing. It was like, hey, we 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 identified. We've we've separated. We're testing. We're testing their families. Uh, you know, we're testing everybody. And uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. Just how quick that response was. They moved the Pittsburgh Tennessee game to Monday now. Um, so they, so they did move it back a day. So I just, I I don't know. I just thought it was really the transparency. I hope that is something that the sec takes note from in case we ever have to do something like this. Uh, the contact tracing, they were really quick to identify the, the, the problem and then, and then they fixed it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, you know, I don't want to say bright side, I guess, but just. You know, you'd rather this happen in the NFL or, you know, just somewhere else other than the SEC so that the SEC can kind of get the blueprint for how to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. And I think as we continue to go forward, you know, after so many weeks and months of 
you know, doubt and and just not knowing how things were going to go. I think things just continue to look better and better as we get more and more information. We learn how to handle these situations. So, because I know what you're saying. I did see, I don't even know who it was, but it was a big account. I think it was like Barstool or something. They were like, did the Titans just ruin the NFL season? Yeah. And then here, like a day later, we're like, oh, we're just moving the game back one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the end of the world. None of this is the end of the world. We're, we're dealing with it uh, the best we can. And it just seems like uh, they're crushing it. So uh, hopefully, and that's, you know, and minor that's, setback, but n- not something that's going to cancel the year or anything. Exactly. And, and Shefty was one, too. It just He sent out like a cryptic tweak. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, they're going to postpone the NFL all games it was the the comment you know and it's like no and and what I did like about the statement that came out immediately after it's like we we've been expecting players to get COVID yeah I mean it's it's we'd love for us to go a hundred percent COVID free throughout the season but we know that this is a real disease that's out there and some people are going to come across it and so I just I, I just thought it was really cool just like I said the transparency and how open they were with uh, the communication with the publics and, and not just us. Because sometimes I think that's where we mess up, like we did with the SEC. There, there was a lot of we don't know what – there was a lot of closed-door meetings. And so we were left our own vices to make these, you know – what speculations of what's going on and and sometimes those would catch fire and and you know it was just it was all guesses so i i just i just liked how open the nfl was and i and i hope the sec uh you know kind of takes a little bit of uh of that blueprint there so but enough about uh enough about that i i want to get into some action that happened over the weekend mike it was a fantastic weekend uh for for uh nfl football and a lot of it had to do with SEC studs, so I wanted to recognize a few of those if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it, buddy. All right, man. I got a couple honorable mentions, as always, because uh, it's tough to pick just three. And uh, one of the first honorable mentions I've got is from Alabama, Mr. Derek Henry. Mm. Talking about the Titans, they won this weekend against the Vikings. Uh, you know, the stat line, 26 Carries 119 yards, two touchdowns was obviously impressive. But this is a man through three weeks is sitting at 319 total yards rushing and and has 82 carries, Mike. I mean, he is he is literally carrying the Tennessee Titans. We didn't know if he'd be able to continue it from last year, and he has. And it's, I just thought it was extremely impressive what he's done for the season. And this game, if it weren't for him, there's no way they would have won. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just been a beast since uh, his days at Alabama, man. I expect nothing less from him. The next honorable mention goes to Mississippi State quarterback Dak Prescott. I know I've been saying his name just about every week, Mike, but every week he just out keeps outdoing what he did the week prior. Uh, this, this was a game, Dallas Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get the W, so that's why I didn't have him in the top three. But he was able to get 472 yards passing and throw for three touchdowns. Now, he did have a couple picks, a couple costly picks, but through three games, I just want you to hear this stat. He is sitting now at 1,188 yards passing through three games. And I just thought it was kind of funny. Here you got Mike Leach, the Pirate. They're already breaking records down there. And you got... 
another Mississippi State quarterback doing the same thing down there in Dallas. Did you see what old Jerry Jones said about him, though? I mean, what a dumbass that guy is. What did he say? Something about, uh, I can't remember what quarterbacks, but I think it was like Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson or, or Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and he was like, they wouldn't have got stopped on the, on the one-yard line like Dak. Oh, no. Did he say that? I, yeah, apparently. Jeez. I didn't hear him say it, but I saw people talking about it. Mississippi State playing Arkansas this week or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can't mention Mississippi State without talking about the LSU Tigers. So in the third spot, this is, uh, this is the big three. I wanted to mention Justin Jefferson. You remember him well from last year. Now mm-hmm. plays for the Minnesota Vikings and against the Titans. He didn't get the victory, but he did get seven receptions for 175 yards and a touchdown. The man's been kind of quiet, you know, but uh, week three, he really opened up. They're saying, you know, hey, now they're going to expand his role. It just it just took almost 200 yards to finally say, you know what, maybe we should get him the ball more often, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's just damn impressive right there. Oh, you want to talk about impressive. I know it feels like I keep talking about the same two teams, but I want to talk about Jeffrey Simmons. You remember him, right? Oh, yeah. Dominant lineman for uh, MSU. Absolutely. A lot of people said he could have been a top five pick if he didn't get injured, but he has found his way to the Tennessee Titans again, and he had over a 90 rating on pass rush and defending the run. Okay? And what that means, let me just give you an example. He won 33.3% of his pass rush reps and recorded a pressure on 25% of those snaps. The man was living in the backfield. He had a sack, five tackles, two QB hits. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you like that? (laughs) No, he didn't. And I bet he's sore as hell right now. He probably don't have the corona, but he is beat all to hell. And a lot of that had to do with Jeffrey Simmons just living back there. Uh, Fantastic game. They're saying this is going to be a breakout year for him. So look for him to make a Pro Bowl appearance if he keeps this up. Shane, I thought you were a Steelers fan. I am a Steelers fan. I mean, based on this list, I thought you were a Titans fan. Come on, buddy. I know. I know. All right. Well, let me mix it up. Do you like the Saints? Well, you probably didn't this week. But I will tell you, well, actually, you probably did because for everybody that doesn't know, Mike is a Green Bay Packer fan, and Mm -hmm. uh, they did get a victory against the Saints. But I'm going to tell you, man, there was one man on that team that almost single-handedly won the game. And can you guess who that is, Mike? Yeah, I already know what you're going to say. Alvin Kamara. That's correct. Tennessee's Alvin Kamara had six rushing attempts for 58 yards, but it wasn't about his rushing, Mike. It was about his receiving. 13 receptions for 139 yards receiving and two touchdowns, and one of those was a special play. I mean, if you just just get on YouTube and put in Kamara versus Packers run and i'm telling you what he put on a uh i mean it was it was like poetry him just carving through uh all the green bay players and and then making it to the end zone and then and then of course i think the highlight was obviously had to be his grill right well i gotta take issue with that statement there shane because i've never been called a kamara hater and i'm certainly not i think he's outstanding i think um you know i'm just trying to rattle my head I'd probably take him over any back in the league other than Derrick Henry. But 
and and as spectacular as that play was, I, you know, I'm not trying to totally take away from the guy because he's the only, he's probably the only running back that could have made that play in the league. Feels like it. Green Bay's defense on that was just <laughs> pathetic. I mean, I don't know what the hell they were doing out there. I was pretty pissed off at the at their effort. So I'd say it's, I'd say it was about sixty percent Kamara, forty percent Green Bay sucking on uh, defense. That's awesome. Yeah, well, he did fantastic. Uh, didn't wasn't enough to win the game, but just again, I, I swear every time I see him, the hatred for Butch Jones just gets uh, louder. Mike, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm watching. I'm like. I, I mean, that was just such a special play, and it was, you know, front to back. Uh, he's He was the Saints' offense, and I'm just sitting there like, Lyle Jones was looking and saying, you know what, I think he'd be a good backup. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> golly, and that's why you're washing windows down in Tuscaloosa, buddy. <laughs> By the way, February is the last check we have to send out, so then you're going to see, yeah, then you'll see Butch Jones find a fucking job, so whatever. He'll be the new Vanderbilt coach. You know what? I'm not going to end on that note, Mike. I don't care about that. I want to talk about the good stuff. Our players got cleared. Uh, we got football going. Everything's running smooth. We're going into week two, Mike. Uh, tomorrow we got our picks ready. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. Uh, it's a, another little fun fact. Me and Mike. Mike lives in Nashville. I live in East Tennessee. We're both going hiking tomorrow. Yep. Mine's more for a sacrifice because we're one and oh. I gotta just continue. <laughs> I'll stop hiking when we stop winning. So. <laughs> Sounds like you got ten more hikes in you, huh? Hey, I hope so, man. I hope so. I will. I will go up to whatever, the peak of uh, Mount LeConte, if I have to, uh, to, to win a natty for sure. So, or at least make it to the championship game. So I'll do anything. I think you just clued the fans in, um, that, you know, that's all we got on this one. And if there's no picks podcast, that means that one of us perished on our hike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you, if, yeah, I I told somebody the other day, they said, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm going up. I said, believe it or not, I'm going up to mountains to hike. So I said, so if you see any, uh, you know, helicopters flying around or ambulances going toward the national park, I said, you'll know exactly what's going on. (laughs) I got too close to where the waterfalls, Mike. Well, absolutely, Shay. Like I said, that's uh, we got to keep this one short. Yeah. You know, we've been packing the content. I hope you guys have been appreciated. We've really tried to be stepping it up and uh, giving coverage of all the teams. And I, I think it's you know it's been showing by the podcast showing up every day in your podcast platform. With uh, hell, we've had a couple that are about two hours long just this week. So yeah. hope you guys appreciate that. And if if you do, if you wouldn't mind just going that extra step. And uh, showing us that you appreciate us because we don't ask you for much. This show is always going to be free. All we ask is a five-star written review. And if you're willing to do that for us, we're willing to send you a beer koozie of your choice just for going that extra step. So uh, I think that's going to do it, Shane. You got anything else before we hop off here? No, that's it, Mike. Uh, the reviews are important. I'm going to be reading those off tomorrow. So we got a we got a long line of them. So I appreciate everybody that that did put in the effort for those five-star ratings like mike said that really does help us out and uh this weekend you know if you're at the game i noticed a couple beer koozies we had some down there at texas a&m we had some at the south carolina game some on the golf courses i mean we had them all over the place so uh take a picture of your, your favorite beer there in the koozie send them this way um and, and real quick mike i just gonna I, I have to say it 
I, I've been, you know, I've been burning through this fancy beer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I can't drink it quick enough. And I, I got a hold of one here, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. This one is actually pretty damn good. So uh, it's in a green can. If you get an opportunity, I recommend. I, it, the first, I think this is the first pale ale that's got Shane's written approval here. So I don't know if it maybe it's just going down easier because I'm excited. I don't know, Mike, but it was a it was a pretty good beer. So, uh, but other than that, all of a sudden I- this turned into a, a Sierra Nevada commercial here. If you're listening <laughs> out there, feel we are for sale. <laughs> yeah, I, I, is that where it's at? Oh, it's out of Chico, Chico, California. I think I've had one of these. Not not this particular one, but um, yeah, it was good. It's good. I like it. All right, Shane. Well, that's going to do it. Like I said, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this show, even though it was a little bit brief. And we'll be back on the next one. So I I really appreciate you hopping on here, Shane. I appreciate everyone tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one with the Picks Podcast to send us to the weekend. All right. See you guys. Go balls. I'm ready to get that Locky in.